As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version Whoa. I'm never gon' give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah. Cause this is my road you're listening to the Tom Cooper Show on Good morning, everyone. It's really a pleasure to kind of be with you once again. Uh, Harry and, and Jermaine Morales. James is here with me. Uh, it's, you know, the Mondays to kind of get up and get started and kick in and realize that, well, you know, you may be a little challenged with what your obstacles might be. But, you know, let, let's, let's never give up. Let's give it a shot. Got to be in the game to win it. Isn't that right, Jermaine? And, right. and she's going to share with us about her. It's not really the game she's in. It's really the, the, the challenge. But it's it's a pleasant a pleasant kind of occupation that she's going to uh, share with us. And, and I say occupation and avocation from an educational standpoint, because uh, education's key. And, and we and we we define it in so many ways. And there's so much dispute about it. But but Shemay has some tools and instruments and visions and and some some manifestations that I think will really be helpful to folks, whether they're in school, out of school, if they're, you know, life is about lifelong learning and, and also we have the K we have the various structures of education. But she's going to kind of delve into that and, and, and help us to focus on exactly how folks can talk about, um, and, and feel and learn from one another in terms of your identity and culture and, and, and government. Does that cover, cover a lot of it and, <laughs> and, and, and the world and the struggle? But it's, it's all kind of related as, as, as many of the listeners to my show understand. I really believe in this. This word called intersectionality, and, and it really every the, the it, we can we can view it to be be complex, but we can also just view it to be just simply connected, just just simply just just link link arms and reach out, and each day kind of focus on how uh, our particular human atom might kind of bond with somebody else, and we'll bond with somebody else, and we just grow and we grow organically as well as healthy, and not like a cancerous cell, but but really a healthy cell. So, Jamee, welcome. Thank you for having good, me. Good, good to have you. Uh, uh, that, that's kind of my open. That's all. That's all I got to me. I, I have nothing else to say. I kind of laid it out. That's you, it for you're me. You're really good for coming in at the last minute like that. Huh? I wish <laughs> no, I could do that. Put, put, put me on blast. She's she, she may be referring to the fact that I live only seven minutes from from the studio, and then I kind of pushed it. But and you had to come down from Waterbury, so so I, yes. I, I thank you, thank you for, for for that. I thought I was late, but um, you made me feel a little better. <laughs> so again, we have uh, Ed, M- M- Morales. Morales James. Mor- I, I yeah. The R I can't really roll, but you know. I've got to forget. I'm trying to roll with it, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> but, but, you know, maybe by the end of the show, but Shemay Morales, uh, James is here with us. And something called, and when I say something, I'm being somewhat facetious because it's really something of great, great import. My reflection matters. My reflection matters. Shemay, tell us about that and, and uh, uh, why you started it, actually. Yeah, so I started My Reflection Matters, uh, which right now is an online warehouse where I curate educational products that really reflect and affirm black and brown brilliance. Um, and that started because, uh, actually, I was, I just had my first child who's now almost six. And, um, I remember one day we were going into the local parent teacher store. There aren't many around these days because a lot of them are now online. Mm -hmm. And so, and actually this one in particular shut down now. Uh, So we went into the parent-teacher store. He must have been about a year old. And I'm just kind of looking around, seeing what's there. And I'm noticing that I don't see a brown face Mm. anywhere, Mm. not even on a doll. I thought, Mm. you know, even Mm -hmm. I could find a 
black baby doll. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find, and I could, just, I remember my blood just kind of like boiling the, mm. the more that I walked through the aisles and the less that I saw my child, um, infuriated me because I thought, how, how is it in today's time that this is not normal? Mm. It, you know, this, mm. this should be our, our normal when we go into mm-hmm. a, a parent teacher store or anywhere. So I left there really upset. And I remember, um, thinking in the car of all these ideas I was coming up with. I'm going to have my own parent teacher store and it's hmm. going to, I didn't have this name. I reflection uh-huh. matters at the time, but I was thinking that, that I was going to research because I know the products exist. I know the creators are out there. I know the innovators are out there. Um, they're just, they're hidden. They're not mainstream. And I'm, and I'm going to uncover these folks and uncover the wonderful products that they're creating that affirm our children. And so that idea sat for a while. Yes. I was working at NYU Metro Center and um now, I was about NYU Metro Center what's what's that? I mean so, New, New York University but New York the, University. So there's a a center there where they provide uh supports, technical assistance and training to schools that oh. um experience equity inequities. Mm-hmm. So I worked on a project called TACD, the Technical Assistance Center on Disproportionality. There were two projects. That was I was on that project for about 7 years. And then they spent a few years on um, CSS, the Center for Strategic Solutions. Um, but on TACD, what we did was we worked with schools that were um, in the state of New York that were cited for disproportionately uh, overclassifying black and brown kids in special education mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. disproportionately, mm-hmm. you know, suspending them. Mm-hmm. And so we would go in, we would help districts walk through their data, look at their data from an equity perspective, yes. ask really hard questions around race. Um, and gender, and um, per, and we would help them get to the root causes of why these outcomes were surfacing in their schools. A lot of that, um, a lot of the training involved culturally responsive training, mm-hmm. having convers- very explicit conversations around implicit bias and race, and how that manifests in the classroom and the way uh, teachers uh, engage with their students, particularly um, Black and Latino male students. Um, so yeah, so that was heavy and intense work. Mm-hmm. So, well, now, now see, you, 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 you lifted up some matters that will cause us to have maybe have you back for two or three more shows, which we're going to have you back because we've, we've talked about implicit bias on the show. And I want to have you talk about that uh, perhaps next time you come back. Yeah. Um, but t- talk. To, so, by the way, people can kind of see you as well. So hold up one of your books uh, that, that people can find and they can find it online. You can find that online. It mm-hmm. is on my website, MyReflectionMatters.org, as well as We Buy Black. But if you buy it on my website, it's a little cheaper because I don't have to pay, you know, the extra fees. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so, so the transition from being, and so you're really, you're, you're, you, you consider yourself today to be the, an entrepreneur and innovator because you're no longer connected with the mainstream institution. I, I chose to leave chose so to I could leave. pursue mm-hmm. my entrepreneurship. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's so important. Tell us a little, little bit about that. That, that, that mental struggle and cause this is your, you've been around for a year now in terms of the product. A, little, a year and a half, yeah. So, so I mean, you're still, February, still a newbie, yeah. but uh, still, still, very still new. in the embryonic stage. Yeah. But still committed and passionate about, about the, the possibility of success. Yeah. It's, it's hard work, especially when you've been conditioned all your life that you have to work for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's, that's another reason why I do my reflection matters, right? It's not just about finding resources and tools and sharing them with the world. But it's also about educating folks about how do we raise liberated black and brown youth. Mm. And so, and as a mother, and I'm also an unschooler, which is a form of homeschooling, mm-hmm. I really believe that if we're going to raise uh, free children, 
that um, oftentimes that that requires us to free ourselves. Mm. And me mm. being an, an mm. entrepreneur is a form of me liberating myself. And, yeah. and so you listen to the Tom Ficklin show and, and Shemay Morales, uh, uh, James is here with us. And Shemay, unfortunately for radio, people come and go. They may be driving. They have to get out of the car and go to work. So if people, if someone can't listen for the entirety of the show, if they want to reach you, contact you, uh, explore purchasing some of your, sure. your toolkits, how is that possible? So they can go to myreflectionmatters.org. Um, I'm also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, um, and Instagram. But if you go straight to my website, um, you could definitely find information about resources that I'm researching and sharing, but also some of the products that I'm, I'm beginning to, to create. So, and, and we'll post the, those links. And then the, uh, the name of your, your website is the, it's myreflectionmatters.org. So, so easy to, easy it's to easy remember. It's easy to remember. I also have a Patreon, uh, website. Uh, so if you go on to P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com mm-hmm. slash myreflectionmatters. Um, I started recently a membership page where yes. folks, because I mean, I'm, I'm doing this work. I don't get paid mm-hmm. to do this work, mm-hmm. but people want the information yes. that I share. And so I thought people have also asked, how can I donate? I'm not a not-for-profit. Um, so, um, but there are ways that through a membership sure. folks can. Sure, for, for, for startups. Yep. And, and we're going to talk about, we may not get back to Patreon today, Shamay, but I was so pleased to see that you are, that you are engaged. And I was reading fast company magazine one of my favorite magazines and i saw the page i guess found out about patreon maybe on wednesday yeah. then i saw that then you, you sent me some information i saw that you were already active enough so i already yes. began to create a page for myself and we'll yes. talk about that later but there's so many ways that we were talking before the show started about how we can support one another uh bond with the, with one another link up with one another uh, because these are creative times from an economic standpoint and we can't rely on the old school methods of doing things uh uh, for us to kind of no. all, all get ahead. And so I really appreciate the, the Patreon. And we're going to uh, maybe talk about that next time you come on. That's my way of tricking, tricking you to say yes, that you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be back. I'll uh, be back. <laughs> uh, but again, the Tom Ficklin Show and Sh- Jemaine Morales-James is here, is here, is here with us. Um, w- t- share with us maybe one of the, the yeah. examples of the tools or, or how. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you said, it's been a little over a year and a half that I started My Reflection Matters. A lot of it has been me researching other small businesses and entrepreneurs myself that are creating amazing products. Mm-hmm. And I knew that when I started my reflection matters at one point, I, I said, I want to create my own products too, because mm-hmm. I, because in my research, there are still gaps. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I knew writing was going to be something that I wanted to do. Yes. And actually I started, um, uh, I co-founded, uh, decolonizing education publishing, uh, with oh. a friend of mine, Kalila brand. She, both of us worked at NYU mm-hmm. and she also has recently left. To pursue entrepreneurship, oh. so <laughs> we are both in, in on the path of liberation, I guess. But so, but pick up one of the books, yeah. And, and so, and sh- sh- yeah, before decolonizing okay. it, yeah. So I actually, during the summer, thought, what's something that I can create really quick before Indeed. school starts? Mm-hmm. And but mm-hmm. I wanted it to be meaningful, so yes. I thought about notebooks because I remember as a kid. My notebook was my best friend, indeed, and indeed. I was a doodler, and I was constantly on my notebook doodling. And I thought, well, what can I put on a cover of a notebook that would push children's thinking, mm-hmm. but also kind of push them to push their teachers and their students' thinking in the classroom when a hot topic arises? Yes, because I can remember those moments in class when hot topics ar- right. arose, That's right. and I sometimes didn't always have the language uh, to um, push, mm-hmm. and so I didn't push, mm-hmm. or sometimes. I knew I wanted to push um, and maybe had the language, but I think maybe if I had a reminder to kind of say, this is what you need to say right now, 
Um, and so that's what sparked the idea. So mm-hmm. I started these what I, uh, we call woke books. Woke books. Yeah. All right. Which um, really are notebooks, mm-hmm. but they're intended to provide um, from young to adult, you know, yes. some yes. tips uh, and remind well, let's, let's, and reminders let's, 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 let's tease us. Tease yeah. Us. So the, I have three different di- designs. Okay. The first one, and they say how to stay woke in class. The first one is themed around and says always disrupt racism. Mm-hmm. So then there are four tips. How do you disrupt racism? You walk away and breathe, but always come back and check a racist comment. Because I always think, especially as someone who's tra- done a lot of trainings around anti-racism, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I've had to remind myself is that when my blood is boiling, when mm. someone says a really mm. racist comment, mm. I need to kind of breathe in so that I'm calm enough to be able to say the, the, the right comment mm-hmm. that I need to, mm-hmm. to make or the right push. Um, say what others won't, mm. right? Challenge the status quo. That's really, really important. Spit facts and speak your truth. Mm. Because I think especially as black and brown folks, we are mm-hmm. often um, mm-hmm. dissuaded to speak our truth. Our truth mm-hmm. is uh, often squashed or told that it's fictional and that it's not important. So I think speaking our truth is important, but reminding um, young people that, you know, know your facts, do your research. You know, when you're checking someone, it's not just an emotion, it shouldn't mm. just be an emotional mm. reaction, but tie that emotion with some really hardcore facts. And, and, and link, link what you just said, Shaman. I really appreciate the, the elucidation that you just provided with unschooling, homeschooling. So if there's a parent at home today and, and his, her, his or her son or daughter says, well, I, I've encountered racism somehow, help me walk, walk me through an application, kind of a transfer of knowledge kind of scenario. So, um, I mean, this applies to anyone, whether you, you homeschool or you send your kids to public or private school. Um, again, these are tools for me that I would use to help uh, liberate our children mm-hmm. in, in situations that are really oppressive. So even if you're homeschooling, we're still living in an oppressive mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. right? So th- my kids may not be in public or private school, but they can't escape the reality that they're still to um, Afro-Latina ex mm-hmm. mm-hmm. children that are going to be perceived a certain way in the world and that I have to arm them with the tools and the knowledge to be able to combat some of the really screwed up let's, stuff. Let's, again, let's do the Tom Ficklin show and Jamee uh, Morales James is with us. Jamee, let, let me take a deep breath and kind of push back a little bit. Uh, it's 2017 and uh, as you may, I know you think I'm like 16 or 17 and I'm maybe 21 or so, 21 plus, but you know, math was never one of my <laughs> strong suits. But, but after a while I'm hearing the words of liberation and freedom and social justice and Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass and and even my, my favorite person is, is David Walker, who uh, did, did, did something in 1828. Um, are we stuck in, in, into this paradigm of, 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 of oppression, or are you more optimistic? Or what? I, sometimes it seems to me that, that it becomes historically passe, and people don't appreciate this, this real moment in 2017 where we can stay woke. Hmm. You know, I think that... It, I always try to remain optimistic, but I'm also a realist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are conversations I have with my five-year-old son that probably people wouldn't have, wouldn't think to so even te- have. Jesus. So tease us. So yes. Um, and so we, we we've had conversations around skin color. I so think you, even at five, even at five, you absolutely. And has he asked about why people kneel? Did he watch TV? I mean, he may not watch any game, but but is he asking why people are kneeling and why? You know, he has. You know, I'm thinking especially during the Trump election, right? So mm-hmm. I remember, um, you know, him hearing some stuff on the news and asking, why is that man so mean, mm. right? And mm. we had to have a conversation around, you know, what was going on politically, 
um, and how that impacts uh, people that have historically been marginalized. Yes. You know, to some degree, he's five years old. No, no, so. this, this is key. Let's, let's, let's linger on that point. <laughs> yeah. So the two, three, four, five, they're, they're, by osmosis, by hearing, by learning, we forget about the developmental theory that a lot of the brain activity, most of it may, may even occur before you're five, mm-hmm. uh, from prenatal to the five or so. So it's so key. If, if I had to think of one thing about the purpose of this show and why I'm trying to do what I do, uh, it's just as, as you say before, it's not a, not about me and my 21-year-old plus age, but, but the folks that are just, just beginning to grow up, just beginning to walk, yeah. just beginning to run. Yeah. And they're hearing, they're feeling. It, they're, so, so talk about that atmosphere that you see them having to navigate. And again, I, I assume that's why some of your work is to kind of help them have these, yeah. these guideposts. Uh, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I mean, my son, he, both my children play a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. And on the basketball team, I remember him one day out of the blue. It was really weird. He says um, he was crying. And mm-hmm. he was crying in his room. And I said, what's wrong? I, I why are, you, why are you crying? And he was thinking about his basketball experience, I guess, earlier that day. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, there was Johnny, I remember the boy's name, but he said, you know, Johnny said that um, he asked me, why is my hair so big? And I said, well, what did you say to him? I said, I said nothing. And, well, really, he said, I said nothing. And I said, well, how did that make you feel? He goes, it made me feel bad. And he told me I should cut it. Hmm. So it really was... Uh, and he was how old roughly again? He was five. Five five years old, see? He was five years old. Mm-hmm. The other boy was five. Mm-hmm. The other boy um, was... Uh, I knew his fa- his father was black. and His mother must have been white or maybe Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, and Judah's... You know, Judah, with his hair... I mean, my son has very thick, curly hair. Um, and it's very big and it's very round and it's very beautiful and we're always um you know trying to empower him and give him um, positive feedback around his the way he looks and and things about him but um it it doesn't you know those are the moments that you realize like it doesn't even sometimes no matter how much you say that's positive to your children that again they go out to this world Mm -hmm. that you can say a hundred positive things about your kid and the one really negative thing will come back home to them and can sometimes even kind of like it feels like as a parent that it's kind of like deteriorating everything that you really, said to your child. You kind of have to really like build them back, back up all over again. This one comment. So, so yeah, in that moment, you know, I've had parents to me that they they tell me when they've experienced those things, yeah. they shy away from the conversation. They're yeah. like, well, they're too young. I'm afraid if I bring it up that it's going to recognize but you're racism. That, no, no, I think that's the worst thing you can do. I think that you those are things you have to. You have to have those conversations with your kids at a developmentally appropriate way. Okay. So with my child at that phase, you know, I started asking, well, you know, what did you say? What did you do? Mm-hmm. He didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And so I took that as a teachable moment. Well, yes. what are some things that I can give a five-year-old? What are some tools, some strategies that I can give my five-year-old? So what did you say? And so we, we just re-role played. I said, let's See? pretend okay. we're back okay. you know, on mm-hmm. the basketball court. This is so helpful. And, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny said this, or you, you, do, you play Johnny and I'm going to pretend I'm mm-hmm. you. And so he makes the comment, and then I gave him some suggestions on, you know, well, I love my hair. My hair is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, well, you can, pick, you know, mm-hmm. go and, somewhere. And, and that. we forget at that, at that age, actually at all ages, uh, acting, imagination, 
being creative with your behavior, all those things are really uh, what I think that kind of makes the human species kind of kind of revolve. So the young people that, that that's natural for them, and then to see that they can also address that in terms of their feeling tone and, and their comfort level is so so key. Is a is a burden? Do you have to be a, a, a PhD parent, or do you think can any any parent kind of engage in this? Kind any of parent mm -hmm. can engage in this. You don't need a bunch of degrees to be able to do this. Absolutely. And if they have the, if they have your workbooks, that's even easier. And if for they them. have their workbooks, you'll have some I'm, I'm tips. Help, I'm helping See, out. Yeah. See, I, I told I told Tom. I said I'm I'm you know such an educator that marketing and all that I have yeah. to be so intentional. Yes. So let, let, let's see. So we have three. We have so three we got three. Sizes. Let me. I'm going to tell you. So okay. we have. Um, question everything and so you've got questions like how are historically oppressed groups represented right how does privilege bias your viewpoint whose perspective dominates the story and is what's being said and done support the liberation of marginalized communities these are all questions that I wish that when I was in high school or college mm -hmm. that they were sitting in front of me in those moments where I didn't I couldn't find the right question, yes. but I was like, oh, that's what I want. I need to ask mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next, the last one, actually, I, I labeled this one, how to stay woke in class for white people. Yes. And it's yes. white people, W-Y-P-I-P-O. That's sort of like the social media mm -hmm. um, way. Of, yeah, the hashtag. Whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And this one says, decenter your whiteness. So how do white folks decenter their whiteness? Um, the first tip I have here is no white tears allowed, right? Um, check yours and other white people's privilege, I think is really important. I think a lot of times when white folks come to me and say, what can I do? I'm like, talk to your people. I just need you to talk to your people, please. Um, allow the truths from oppressed groups to be heard without white splaining, and then speak up against racism with other white people and be prepared to lose friends over it. Boy, boy, you're uh, again, you're the, the uh, Tom Ficklin show, and Shamay Morales James is with us. We're going to continue to uh, Shamay to kind of talk about some of those, those mantras and, and, and paradigms because uh, there's so much there. Uh, we, we know that, for example, you know, 20 years ago, the word internet did not exist, uh, hashtag did not exist. Uh, Google did not, the word Google did not exist, the word Facebook did not exist, uh, Twitter, etc. So we're in this stage of evolution just from a linguistic standpoint where, where I think we're, we're all those kind of new words and new, new inventions, if you will, uh, are pointed toward how can we, again, finally, if not finally, at least take the next quantum leap of communication, quantum leap of communication between, between the species. It seems to me there, there's a, 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 a clear recognition that we have not been able to communicate uh, the way that we want in terms of a healthy standpoint. Uh, you, we can see the statues kind of coming down. We can, we can see protests mm -hmm. the, the Black Lives Matter movement. We can see the Occupy Wall Street movement. We, we can see the moral Reverend uh, Barber's kind of thing with Moral Mondays, etc. So something is the, 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 there's always been in my mind liberation. Some people even talk about the gospel, the social gospel, Jesus being a, a, a liberator. So it seems to me that wherever you look in history, you can kind of find people yeah. that are concerned about are we evolving, are we growing, are we touching one another, are we feeling one another in a true and empathetic standpoint. So I was so excited to kind of have have you have you come on come on the show. To, uh, let's you you use you've you've used a lot of not I shouldn't say a lot, but you've you've used kind of the. Uh, new language for some people. We talk about liberation and, and oppressed and, and freeing up, etc. Has that? If we were, if we had this show in like, uh, if we were talking in like the 1980s, would you, what words would you think you would use? I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why I go there. Yeah. But, but but if we if we were like talking, if we roll back, if we had the time clock and, and kind of went back to the 1980s, what would, what words would you perhaps use that would be be similar? What were we using back then in the 80s? Uh, we weren't. We weren't using any, you know, uh, colorblind. Were, you know, that was more in the 90s, but I think mm -hmm. okay, still nine, it was a philosophy, too, in the 80s. 
um, what else were you doing? Uh, multicultural education, mm-hmm. diver, you know, diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't using inclusion then. Um, I think that people then from the 80s would have described this as that. You know, this Indeed. is about multiculturalism. Um, this is about celebration. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Which, which for me is way more than that. Yeah. So, so talk, talk, talk to me about the way more because what, what my mind has been thinking lately about, about generational uh, uh, blinders, if you will, or, or generational constructs that might prevent us from, under, from giving credence to the past, but also from the Sankofa movement. You know, you look, look in the back, you're centered, but you also look forward. So, so I'm always kind of curious about how do we kind of amalgamate and, and, and integrate the ancient and the, and the present and the future. How can it become one present moment for us in terms of our daily action? Yeah, you know, I think... I mean, the past is important, right? Um, because there's a lot to learn with, you know, Black Lives Matter is not something new, right? When I think about, I'm thinking about the, the ABCs of the Black Panther Party, which is the, the new children's book that, um, Kalila and I are, 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 oh, great. Okay. are going to be releasing the, at the end of this fall. And so, you know, in doing a lot of the research in that book, it's, it's not, it's, this, it's not different from the past, right? Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter and in the Black Panther, what the Black Panthers were doing, they were doing it for the same, they started for the same yes, reason, yeah, and actually right? political party, right. Yeah, I mean, it was because black lives were being brutalized by police. Black communities were being brutalized by the police. Um, it, it, it's no different. I think that it, it, it angers me and it frustrates me and I get really sad and, and depressed when I think about how we're still fighting for the same thing mm-hmm. today and whether you call it Black Lives Matter or whatever you want to call it, the movement. Um, we're still fighting for the same thing, but through history we can learn how to do things different to get what we mm-hmm. want. And, that was and perhaps, and perhaps more, we could expand upon expand. Our, our 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 success rate. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why you're here. Yeah. So to expand on the, the your success rate and your parent rate, because people hear the thing, which is very true in my mind, of the parent being the first. Really, the, the first, the first teacher, Absolutely. auxiliary. So they can contact you. They can do what they can purchase. They Absolutely. Can. So you can purchase these on my, on myreflectionmatters.org. Um, you can contact me. There's a contact button if you want to mm-hmm. just send send me some thoughts. If you have products yourself, I'm mm-hmm. always looking for folks, especially locally, that have um, products that they sell, whether they're books, whether they're educational apps, whether they're educa- learning toys, mm-hmm. whether they're um, film. It's so important. So yeah. important. So, so important. I'm, I'm all those sort of categories that you mm-hmm. think of when you go to that parent-teacher store, mm-hmm. um, except my parent-teacher place, you know, centralizes the identities of black Indeed. and brown kids. So mm-hmm. when their parents come onto the website, you know, their kid is there front and center and they can find the tools to educate their children about their true history and, and their and their future. Sure. Perfect. This is the Tom Fickler show, and Jamey Morales James is, is is with us, and really, you know, the, the my reflection matters. I love that term, and, and you were even so kind on Facebook to kind of create an, an ad. I mean, uh, I, I was just so impressed. I mean, I'm learning. I've, I've, been, I've been doing this for two years, and you you created the best ad in terms of pr- pr- promoting this show. Uh, yes, to, to everyone else, every other guest that's been on the show, you were top. You were surpassed. Oh wow! But what, what, I feel flattered. What, what, what Jamey did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to use that that motif. Use and it, it; it's yours. <laughs> and, and it's so important in terms of of, of her giving and using social media as well as just just media in, in general for us to just to kind of be to, to become one with one another. Um, it's unschooling, right? So I mentioned yes. about I'm an unschooler, right? Yes. People hear that term and they think, oh, you're anti-school, and it's funny because I'm an educator, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been working in education for like 17 years. 
I'm not anti-school, but unschooling, really, the philosophy of unschoolers is that we are, it's a form of self-directed learning. It's the belief that you don't have to force learning on children, that learning is a natural human instinct mm -hmm. for survival. And that if you create the, the right environment for students to, to flourish, that they'll naturally want to learn. I have a five-year-old who's learning how to read and spell, not because I bought some thousand-dollar curriculum to teach him how to read and spell or sat down doing worksheets and workbooks all day long. Um, it's because, you know, I'm intentional around creating opportunities for him to have to, uh, to find the, the passion or the urge to have to want to read and spell. So like, for example, one day I found him in my room, he's on that, my husband has a PlayStation mm -hmm. room, and I see him, and I see him, he's playing with the control, and he's trying to spell Ninja Turtles, because mm -hmm. he wants to watch the Ninja Turtles mm -hmm. show, right? But he really was phonetically yes. doing exactly what, yes. when I think about when I taught reading yes. to, to young children, he was doing exactly what I taught, but I never actually taught him how to do mm -hmm. <laughs> talk. Let's, let's drill down a little I'm bit more on that. I mentioned before we went on air that I might drill down. And I've read, a, 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 there's been this constant but kind of perhaps accurate for me, uh, assertion me, that young, some young people have more difficulty reading than others. But I hear you I'm saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your emotions and your right. and your perspective kind of impact that, that, that mental cognitive development at that age. Kids want to learn because they need to learn to survive. So my child in that moment wanted to know how to spell, not because I was forcing him to and told him he had to, because he knew that if I want to get the show that I want to watch, I have to be able to know how to manipulate this control and be able to spell out the words so that the image of that show would come and then I could click on it. So he had... Yeah. There was a there was a there was a purpose for him to doing yes. it, and I think it's it really is that simple when you think about learning. Learning serves a purpose for all of us, mm -hmm. and so it's really helping children. I'm, I see myself as their guide. I'm I'm not um, I don't see myself in. I see myself as a teacher, but not in the traditional sense. I think oftentimes people think of teachers, they think of these people who kind of like, you know, I am the head person in charge mm -hmm. in and I'm going to like open your brain and dump all this knowledge in you <laughs> right. and tell you how to do things. Yeah. And that's not how I see my role as an educator. I see my role as a facilitator of knowledge. And so, and, and, and I have to be really observant with my kids. Sure. Shemay, spot a little bit. You, you would undergrad, where did you attend? Where did Southern. You at Southern, South I'm Connecticut Southern State alum. University. Absolutely, yeah. And graduate school? I went to Teachers College, Columbia University. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, talk to me a little bit about, because you had that, let's say, traditional, but also very, very, uh, Southern is well known nationally. Teachers colleges has to be in the first the top three in terms of uh, teachers, yep. but, but still you found that those institutions might have been lacking in some regards. Yeah, you know, in some ways, yes. Um, I, I would never deny my children's choice to want to go to school, um, whether it be an elementary, middle, or they, I know they have no interest right now to go to school right now, but... Um, but if they decided they want to go to high school or college, um, I would support that mm -hmm. uh, because it's what they want to do. Now mm -hmm. they have a they have a purpose for going there. They know what it is that they want to do. Um, so to, had, to, our, to, our, to our parents that are out there that are kind of on the fence about whether they should do the homeschooling or the unschooling, what would you say to them? Because it seems to me you made a, a very conscious leap of faith. Perhaps, did. What one might might one I'm might still suggest and, and still diving, and so that that kind of angst about a parent am I really doing the right thing they may not that parent might not have the academic training that you had in the backup so yeah. what, what do you say to someone that like parents might be listening even as someone with the academic training mm -hmm. i've had to really 
de-school my mind. There were a lot of things that, because I was trained to teach in a certain way, that I had to force myself to pull back because I want to go into the teacher, traditional teacher mode. Um, so when I hear people who aren't even educators, sometimes I think they're at a, a better advantage because they haven't been, their mind hasn't been trained in the same way that my mind has been around teaching. And so, so the legalities, if I'm a parent, should they contact you? Should they contact the state? Board of Education, how can they find out more about... You know, it's, I've been ha- it's funny because I've had a lot of water beer parents now coming. They're starting to find out now imagine. what I'm Absolutely. doing. And you're going to have more now with, and, our, with our audience and, reading. Yeah, and as I soon do, as you leave the studio. Yeah, I do have a private Facebook book. It's uh, My Reflection Matters in um, Connecticut Home Education. So there are folks in Connecticut, uh, families of color or families that are educating um, black and brown children. Um, and they're thinking about doing it from home. Um, you can join that Facebook group and we share a lot of resources around that. One of the popular questions is like, if I have a child who's already enrolled, what do I do? Indeed. indeed so in the state indeed. of Connecticut, legally, um, there's a form that most schools have when you're going to disenroll your child. You fill out that form and that's all you legally have to do. Mm-hmm. Schools will often sometimes kind of make you believe that there's more that you have to yes. do, like telling them, I need a copy of the curriculum that you're doing and what, you know, I need to have certain projects that you're, that's legally in the state of Connecticut. You don't have to provide any of that information. So, so myreflectionmatters.com. Yes. That's where people should go. Mm-hmm. So right, right now, I mean, even stop listening and get, or pull out another tablet. And, <laughs> okay. and go, <laughs> there you um, go. Thank you. This, this, this is fascinating, Shanae. Um, I'm complex. If I can ask, you're, <laughs> you're generally around what age? I'll tell you why I want to go there. Be, I'm 39. Be, between, so you're, you're, you're between 30 and 40, let's say. You're closer in, to forty. And you're young, a young twenty-one. So for the for the future for you, are you are you speaking? Are you going to book fairs? Are you? You mentioned the book, the, the Black Panther yes. book. Tell us about the Jamea that we're going to see in the beyond just going on 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 the screen. I am trying. I am trying. You know, I am a behind the scenes kind of gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we're going to get you out there. I'm I know. Gonna, I'm going to be your agent. It's funny because it, it, when I'm with people, I'm very gregarious. I'm mm-hmm. I'm the typical Gemini. I'll make friends with anybody, mm-hmm. anywhere, all the time. My friends will make fun of me. My sister's like, yeah, you're just like Poppy. You know, you go somewhere and you're like friends with everybody in the room. Um, but, however, I, I, you know, I actually prefer to just kind of be behind the scenes. Okay. So I'm trying to be, force myself to do these, you know. All right. To put myself out there because I know that the work that I'm doing is important and I know that parents want it and need it. I know that teachers want it and need it. And that's why I'm doing it. So Great, great. Um, and, great. So we, we won't force you. We, again, we don't, won't, don't want to make it to force you. That may be premature. Everybody has to go through an embryonic standpoint. So I'll, I'll wait till you're... So you're 25 before you go. How about your cohort? You're, you're, I get the sense that you're, there are friends and, and, and colleagues and yes. co-workers that are really supporting you so whether you're on the stage or behind the scenes whenever there's a production so much has to be direct produced through the lighting etc so the teamwork i can really appreciate everybody has specific roles based on the talent mm-hmm. but so let's give a shout out to some of your, your friends your colleagues so, yeah. the folks that you're so, working with um and i will give a shout out to race i know that you've had robbie goodrich here who's mm-hmm. one of the co-founders of radical advocates for cross-cultural education out of waterbury um uh, which i think put me on to you mm-hmm. so i appreciate mm-hmm. them um, I love the work that they're doing, and also when I was at NYU for almost a decade, so one of the fears I had coming back home was not having a community that um, thought about education and equity in the way that I did, because I never had that community. That's what made it easy for me to go to New York at the time that I did, because I felt very isolated as an educator. I mean, I sat with my kids. I sat. 
teachers made fun of me because I would sit with my students during lunch like what are you doing I'm like these are the only people I feel like I can have a rational conversation mm-hmm. with um, so I, I appreciate that I have a community with them and some other folks in Waterbury um, like Uplifting a Life Erica Cooper who runs the after school program there mm-hmm. um, and we've done some work with My Reflection Matters as well mm-hmm. um, Creed which is out of New York um, who's founded by Kalila Brand I mentioned my partner with mm-hmm. Decolonizing Ed um, she had started a blog, Culturally Responsive Educators of the African Diaspora. Mm-hmm. So if you go on to creednyc.org, um, great website, we'll that link. All right, great good. blog. They do a blog every day for educators who are, um, for educators uh, from the African diaspora that are looking for ways to, um, you know, decolonize their, their mm-hmm. teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they offer a lot of tips. Um, so yeah, I think those are my my family, of course. Mm-hmm. Number one. Um, yeah, how about investors? If someone's listening that wants to uh, consider investing in in you, and, and Patreon is one way. But there could be someone that's that's out here because it's we know that education is an industry and it's also a very profitable industry for for some and, and not yeah. for others. So there could be someone that that could see your your, your hot product to be as something worth investing in. Yeah, so I mean like you mentioned patreon.com is one way if folks want to invest there are, there are rewards. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think and if someone doesn't want to do that, there are other ways. I mean I'm I need resources myself, yes, yes, you know. So yes. like you know, even like an office space, um, have web support. I'm de- mm-hmm. always looking for innovative folks. I have mm-hmm. a great web designer right now, um, who's good. Pedro Matos, who's good. who's been doing his own independent work, good. which is good. great that I can support him while he's supporting That's me. That's right. Um, but if there's anyone out there, also, I, I want to make my website into a marketplace so it's easier for parents instead of right now the way it's it's a hub right now mm-hmm. where things are products are categorized. You can go directly and link to those websites. But if someone actually wanted to buy them, um, they'd have to buy them directly from the website, which can get kind of, um, you know, annoying okay. when there are several products that you're interested in. You, you want to just buy it all in one place, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Let's make it easy. Yeah. And there are also products that are free. So I, 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 I also promote stuff that's free and folks can upload it and yes. or just visit a website and grab it. Well, when it. you're on the in Fortune 500 and, and, for, and Forbes and, and the article in the Wall Street Journal, we can point back to you. You came here. You were here in the early early stage. We, we recognize the, the brilliance of, of your talent. It's kind of a trick question. Could you uh, help liberate minds of young white people? You need white people to do that. Okay. So um, can they be liberated? Absolutely. I think anyone can be liberated. Mm-hmm. Um one people have to be have to want it mm-hmm. so i think that i think one of the things that i learned work at nyu which was really important because i i did it wrong the first time you, know, you go into a room mostly full of white women because educated i mean 85 percent of the teaching force is white women good point and you go into this room as an only person of color oftentimes and here you are you know a lot of my emotions coming through and i, and I want to go hard yes, i'm like someone's yes. giving me the platform to go hard yes. and i learned the wrong way that that's not the way you actually try to get people to consider good point they're shifting their mind mm-hmm. and so i learned that i, I got to meet people where they're at but that doesn't mean that i have to minimize who i am or what the messages that i'm sending or delivering and so um uh, you know, I learned that you can't force people 
to want to change their mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I wanted to do when I first started doing Mm -hmm. the work that I did. Um, And so I think one of the great things with My Reflection Matters is that it allows me to find people that want to change, Mm -hmm. even if they don't know how to do it, even if they know that I say some really really screw up things sometimes where I do some things that hurt people. I know that I do. I just don't know how to stop. Yes. I I can appreciate that more than someone who tells me I'm not biased. Mm-hmm. I'm not biased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or I'm not racist. Like we all live in a racist society. Yes. Yes. We all have some kind of biased bone and and in us. So um yeah, so that that was a big learning point for me Excellent. at NYU was not thank, to force people. For that. Yeah, but they still gave you the degree. Well, you got your degree before, but they still gave you your, your check. I feel like I should have gotten a PhD after I left that, all the work that the research you, you, you that we did. You def- do you speak Spanish uh, fluently? And it's it's broken. It's broken? It's Spanglish. It's Spanglish? Yeah. All right. All right. I wish I did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know enough to get by. So when I go to, like, I just came back from Puerto Rico in the Dominican yes. Republic. So I, I was, my husband doesn't know a lick of Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids, you know, it, they know words here and there. And I try to get my parents to make sure they speak with them all the time because that's yeah. not what they did with us. They did at the beginning. And then, you know, again, they grew up in a time where they were told don't speak Spanish at home. We're, um, we're kind, of, kind of winding down. This is the Tom Ficklin Show and Shemay Morales. So fast. James is with us. Yeah, t- time goes quickly when you're having fun and my <laughs> reflections matter. Speaking of Puerto Rico, the mayor is actually, uh, as we speak, holding a here in New Haven, Tony, Mayor Tony Harper press conference about how the New ha- greater New Haven community can respond to the problem in Puerto Rico and in, in the, uh, and the other islands. Yeah. And, and that's we can't lo- lose sight that we can talk in the abstract, but we are one connected world. So much is going on um, in terms of how do we heal from a... Yeah. From a ge- geographic standpoint, from an economic destruction standpoint, from a just losing lives standpoint, yeah. and even death, deaths, etc. Um, I do have, just so you know, I forgot to mention, so mm-hmm. on my Patreon, um, I decided that folks who decide to uh, join a monthly membership, that their first month's uh, pa- uh, patronage will 100% will go to... Uh, an earthquake and hurricane fund. Perfect. So it won't go to me the first month. It will go directly. I've been researching some uh, trustworthy organizations because you can't trust what everybody's doing out there, unfortunately. Indeed. indeed. Um, I appreciate your mission. And so so Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You got it. And and it's really important for people to kind of check it out again. I just found out about it on Wednesday. I was reading the Fast Company magazine, one of my favorite magazines. And then you come around. You're already established there. And it's just there'll, there'll be other Patreons, and we've heard about Bitcoin, and we've heard about blockchain. But there's there's these ways of how uh, wealth and, 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 and currency and and money is is, is is aggravated and is aggregated and shared. And quite frankly, some of the newer techniques, particularly Bitcoin and, and blockchain, those new things. If you haven't heard the word words, yeah, Bitcoin I just or learned about I just learned uh, about Bitcoin uh, recently. Uh, Still learning. Yeah, some some of those these new. Uh, uh, currency derivatives and currency inventions aren't, aren't really designed to for the for the common person some people would suggest that they're being designed to just preserve and increase the wealth of others so it's really important for us to kind of jump on these these ways of sharing our our the nickels and dimes can, can add up you know, they five dollars can. can add up yeah and for so long you know we've had we have people out there creating all the time that all of us including myself mm-hmm. we benefit from those creations we enjoy those creations we find life through them um, and I appreciate Patreon as a way that we can support each other's creations. Indeed. We're, we're kind of winding winding down. Uh, Shemaine, I want to give you the, the last words. MyReflections.com is so important. Uh, it's, I'm intrigued by the name My Reflections because it's, it's still 
you know, implicitly or or inherently uh, c- conveys that it's 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 responding to something else, and whether or not you're reflecting or whether or not you're generating, there's still that interactivity depending on whether it's night or day. You know, things are still kind of kind of connected from your perspective. So, I, I love I love the, the my my reflections dot com. You have a book coming out. We're going to have you have you back for that. Um, before we before I give you the last word, your favorite artist. Music artist? Yeah, music artist. Oh God! I, or some know, of them. I'm really old school. I have a lot. Um, love Stevie Wonder. Uh huh. <laughs> um, Stevie I'm, received an honorary degree here at Yale this past yeah, day. Awesome. Solange is my new favorite. I have to say, I'm okay. still a big Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Jay Z. My husband, you know, he always makes fun of me because I like Jay Z, but he doesn't like Jay Z, so we fight back and forth. <laughs> Well, sometimes. <laughs> and I'm really old school 90s. Okay. So, like, I'm a big Mary J fan. Um, you know, Excellent. 112, Biggie. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you, I'll have to research some of those. And lastly, and I said, I said lastly, I'm going to give you the, the last one. I've said that four or five times. But, but, yeah. but Judah, one of your son's names is, tell us about that. That's, that, I love the, the resonance and the, and the historical kind of location of, the, of, of that first name. And what's funny is we didn't even pick it for the historical meaning. Um, although I was aware of the historical meaning behind the name, my grandmother passed away the day that I was in labor with Judah, and we had a we used to call her Juta, mm-hmm. just made up name. Okay. You know, kids make up names, and so my sister in law was the one that said in the hospital room, she says, "You know, what about the, the name Judah? Hmm. Kind of sounds like Juta, and that See? you know." And so I it, thought that's perfect. So that's even more, even even more that, that not, not that was a. A spirit sent name, but yeah. that, the, 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 the synchronicity and the resonance of how that kind of emerged is really, really important. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. you know, when you mention liberation, et cetera, and, and Judah has a role there, and that yes. name has been around in our, in our collective consciousness for so long. At least to the, to the Tom Flickland show, uh, 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 we have my, re- miss the, 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 the eve of, of myreflections.com, yeah. the, Miss Shemay Morales. My Reflection Matters. My, yeah. my Reflection Matters, rather. And Shamay Morales James, uh, Shamay, you have the last word. Kind of share with us whatever might be on your heart and mind. So, I mean, you know, Puerto Rico really is heavy on my heart right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I want folks to come out and absolutely support MyReflectionMatters.org in any way that you can, whether it's subscribing for our free newsletter where you get updates on new products that I find, new products that I'm making um, on our blog. We got some great um, blog writers guest writers if you oh, want tremendous to be, yes yeah if yes. you want if you want to be a guest writer please um you know send me an email i'd be happy to to hear what you've got to say um but yeah any way that you can also support the communities right now in the caribbean um, and mexico that are suffering and are in more need than i am really right now um please uh, if it's not through patreon through my membership um, find some, you know, a lot of local, I know Waterbury, mm-hmm. I know New Haven, there, there are folks mm-hmm. that are getting together, they're putting together buses full of resources like yes. pampers and clothes and wipes and all of that. Um, just take a few minutes to go through your Good. house and get a Good. bag together. Good. I mean, it's Good. that simple. Good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Jamey, thank you so much. Thanks thank for having Harry, me. Harry, thanks, thanks for being the, the captain of the ship in terms of the technology. And thanks to Paul Bass and WNHH. It's really a pleasure to see everybody. We'll all be back next week. And Jamey, just the end. again, you're, you're coming back also. I am coming back. Coming back. Good. I'm ready. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much.